0: All right, welcome to Game Changer. I am David Villa here with Diana Villa. And in, what a great day today. It's Tuesday, and this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not sure if uh, the music is supposed to still be. let make sure that it didn't cut us off on YouTube. Hey, so uh, what a good day. You know, um, I want to bring up a subject today, Diana. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing good. It's a God morning. That's right. And we're here, and so we're so glad that you joined us today. Not only are we going to acknowledge that it's the day that the Lord has made, but make sure you're inviting him into it. Um, you know, it's very easy for us to start our day, acknowledge him, and then still leave him as an outsider. So make sure you're asking him today, God, insert yourself in my day. I give you the freedom and the liberty to lead and guide everything that I do today. So that's really important.
0: Yes, it is. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of that, we're talking about, um, I want to talk about the subject. Today. I want to kind of bring this in, beginning with the end in mind and, um, you know, with with the day, you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit the other day in a different topic, but with, with the day in itself, um, you know, you start the day. And you begin, and you really don't know what the day brings. You don't know what the day is going to bring. You don't know what your month's going to bring. You know, you don't know what the new job's going to bring, the new relationship that you're in. You know, maybe you just got married, and you know, you know, you you love this person, but you don't really know what the next you know decade's going to bring. And you know, maybe you're having a expecting your first child, and you really are excited, but you don't know what that's going to bring. And um, you know, we've got m- multiple things like that going on in life. Our son and, and daughter-in-law. Uh, the the third of our children's getting married a third one of our children are getting married and uh so that's happening soon and then um you know i don't think any of them are pregnant uh so i don't think we have any new grandbabies on the way yet but um you know looking looking at the day specifically or beginning with the end in mind i i want to kind of talk about that thought for a second i'll be the first one to admit you know, um, once you, once you say that, once you read this statement, beginning with the end in mind, or once you hear it, or once you say it, you really, you know, you, it becomes a constant notification, at least in my mind. Right. And, um, and you might feel guilty. Um, I know when I look at that beginning with the end in mind, there's so many things I can think of that I started or so many things that I did or so many things that I, um, you know, did not begin with the end in mind. So, you know, I want, you to know that you have already executed this habit in many ways, and so let me remind you. You know this is a habit that we 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 do. So you go, well, I'm not the person. I can't really plan like that, Dave. I can't really think that far ahead. You know, I'm just going to let chips fall where they may. Well, do
1: not bring our discussions into this topic today, because that's not. me. Oh, well, Are you is it? Me I'm out? Not,
0: I may be. I don't know if the y'all y'all you ever heard the one that with, with the hurt dog always howls first, or what is it? <laughs> Or the you know the shoe fits wear it right no but so let me just give you an example though because here's the thing it's hard for me I, I, what I'm saying is it's hard for me to begin with the end in mind it really is because you know when you you typically like to rely on your talent you like to you know procrastination comes in in many ways um, you know if you're not a procrastinator you like to rely on your talent so you kind of just say you know what I'll worry about it when it gets to it And you're not really putting it off from procrastination you're going hey you know what I can handle this but here's the thing when you cook dinner you're cooking with the end in mind. Your goal is to cook a certain type of food in a certain amount of time for a certain amount of people. Does it go perfectly? You know, I don't know. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. But you have a desired outcome. How about this? When you take the kids to school, it's been a while, right? When you take the kids to school, you're planning for the end in mind. You plan to get everyone out of the house at a certain time so they can reach their destination on time. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes we were late, so sometimes I had to walk and sign them. So you walk I feel like in and he's sign.
1: preaching to me today. Sometimes
0: I had to walk in and sign them in. Nevertheless, we had an end in mind. Let me give you one more. When you get ready for work, right? You're planning for the end in mind. I definitely am not speaking to you this morning because these notes were written already. When you're planning for the end in mind, you wake up, you shower, you eat, you have a clear picture of what the end in mind looks like. Right? Your goal is to look, feel good, so that you can do your best work right So this is living with the end in mind. I mean these these are examples obviously these are shorter in time frames. you go okay, that's I get it, Dave. I see the the route you're going. but what if we you know let's take a few steps back here and let's let's look at Jesus his whole life, listen to this, how would you like it if your your whole life was designated with the end in mind but you knew your end was a cross?
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: So the cross, right, our sins, his resurrection. Of course, that he didn't stay on the cross. The end is he's coming back in glory. But if you knew the end of your natural life here, but, you know, reality is our end is not here as well, right? We have eternity with him, and we're promised that, yet we live like that doesn't exist. We live like that this is what it's all about. So, so let's talk about this for a second. It's, you know, beginning with the end in mind. And so if we dig into this idea a little bit more, you know, Matthew 6 talks about it. And, uh, you know, I'll just read the scripture, Diana. and then I want you to take off on it. It says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also.
1: You know, I think when you said that, we have to be careful. We have to keep the end in mind, but it, we're talking about the ultimate end. You know, we can have a plan. The Word of God talks about that man has a plan, right? But um, and but it's not the same as the Lord sometimes. So we may have an end, the focus of the end, but we ha- can't be so rigid that we don't allow the Holy Spirit to come in, and he may change that up a little bit. When you're talking about food, um, I started thinking about a scramb- the first time I made a—, a An uh, egg, a sunny side up or an over easy. And I'm thinking that sunny side up, that presentation is this bright yellow oak, the sun. Like we want to, we start out our day or our our life thinking we're going to be the sun in someone's life. We're going to let us be the light of the world because we carry him within us. And then life happens and the day starts. And um, how many have started to make an, an egg sunny side up or over easy even? And it turns into scrambled eggs. Mm, that's good. It's not the way you started out. To that way, what you wanted. Now you talking
0: about when you, we first got married. And you <laughs> My cook, first, I made, you I made scrambled
1: breakfast. eggs. Now here, here's the thing: scrambled eggs. The present, what it looks like while you're making it, it doesn't look the same as this pretty yellow yolk. But here's the end: it's the presentation. You can go through a lot of crap for mm-hmm. lack of a better term in life. And you felt like you should look like that sunny side up egg. And when you get to that end, you're it's scrambled. like I look scrambled. But guess what? Here's the good news. You can still fold that and present it. Like, yeah, I made a mess of this. But now but God's you're an, still
0: good. But now you're an omelet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and but God's still good, and you could still, your presentation of the Lord and the Holy Spirit, that even though you went through those things that scrambled a lot of stuff up, right? You started out in that marriage thinking it was lifelong, and life happened, and you got off track a little bit for different reasons, and now you're this scrambled egg mess, but you can still take that presentation with the Holy Spirit and go, but God's still good, And I may, I'm left to my own doing, I'm a scramble mess, but he still allows me to be, my presentation to be, he's still good and faithful, even though I've faced adversity and challenges. So your end result, make sure that you still leave room for the Holy Spirit to guide that end result. Don't be so rigid. I'm not much of, I do plan certain things, but there's certain things that I don't plan. Like David's a type, before he goes to bed, he has his shoes laid out, his pants, his shirt everything's laid out intentionally. Like me, I'm like the last five minutes before I have to walk out the door and I'm like putting something on. And when I come home, I have probably three or four things on the floor that I have to pick up and put back up. Right. He's a planner. You know, he'll talk about, Hey, what about this? I'm like, I'm not even, I'm just trying to get through today. I'm not even considering what's going to happen over the weekend. So no matter where you find, but don't get so bent that you're so focused on Tomorrow, that you don't live today, allow the Holy Spirit to rule and reign in your decisions and your thoughts and your emotions and your actions, you know, wherever that finds you, whether it's at your job and your family and your marriage and your parenting and your friendships. Honestly, in your budget, that will preach. Mm. Are you allowing the Lord to guide your budget? You know, a lot of us get ourselves in situations and we're like, oh, God, you know, I have this lack, but are you being a good steward with your time and your money, your thoughts? That's a good one. Are you being a good steward? Are you managing that, your thoughts? Because your thoughts, so man thinks, so is he. That's where you're going to go. So I think it's really important to make sure that, yes, you keep the end in mind, but you allow room for the Holy Spirit to kind of tweak that as you go along.
0: Yeah. And have you, well, if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, and, and that's a given. I think, you know, it's if you ever, like, set out to make, you know, a fried egg, and in the middle of it you had messed it up so much you just went like, you know what, and you just started scrambling. <laughs> you know, because scrambled eggs, it doesn't really take a lot, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, pretty much anybody can do it. You can just, you know, start mixing it in there. So, um, so yeah, but the Holy Spirit's a given. But, you know, looking at that verse in Matthew, <clears throat> it talks about not storing up treasures on earth. I remember the first time, you know, well, Not maybe not the first time I heard the verse, but one of the first times it hit me. You know, um, involved in some Christian business groups, and somebody challenged us to think about it this way: Kingdom ROI. You know, and you know, so I want you to think about that for a second. What is our return on investment in the Kingdom of God? And so, you know, he was saying, "What intentional treasures are you storing in heaven?" And so, you know, you and I understand ROI, right? Return on investment when it comes to time. Our finances, but have we ever considered what kingdom ROI looks like? And so I've heard this verse in Matthew a bunch of times, but I never attached it to the idea of kingdom ROI. So let's, you know, looking a little deeper, you know, I want to, I want to know where, hey, where am I putting my time, right? Where am I putting my talent? Where am I putting my treasures? And if if I were honest with myself, there's times when I'm only concerned with me, my time, right? I'm only concerned with me, my talent, I'm only concerned with me, my treasure on earth, and so I've had times where I haven't even considered what I wanted to store up in heaven. So, what does storing up treasures in heaven, right, look like? And Jesus, you know, shares you know some practical ways to do this. You know, Matthew four, um, seven, and I want to you know challenge you and I to invest time, right, read these chapters, Matthew four, you know, read that line by line. You know, take your time, understand what Jesus is saying. And so here's a starter list. I mean, this this will sober you up a little bit. I'm just going to read through these really quick, Diana, because there's like way too much to go over in the next, you know, 10 minutes that we have. But here's a starter list of just some things that be considered to be treasured in heaven, right? And these are all backed by Scripture, Matthew 5, uh, being humble and pure in heart, you know. Matthew 5, 6, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. These are the Beatitudes. You know, Matthew 5, 7, showing mercy. 5, 9, making peace being persecuted for the sake of righteousness, you know, being the salt of the earth, right, which is about, in part, preserving the flavor of godliness in this world. How many know that that's important, right? I mean, if we don't preserve the flavor of godliness, you know, you ever notice, um, you know, I, I don't know, I can't think of a specific, I mean, but I'm, I'm reminded maybe of an analogy or word picture, and maybe you've, you know, uh, went to a restaurant that was owned by a generation prior to the one now maybe they passed it on you know and you remember this this recipe or your grandmother used to make this recipe and you know and it, as it gets passed down it, it you, ever, you ever said, hey, that's different than it was you know maybe there's an ingredient missing and that ingredient this world is is you know without the the save the salt of the earth right the the flavor of godliness in this world that's what we're tasting. In this world now, let me tell you something. It doesn't taste as good as it used to. And uh, so we have to be the salt of the earth, you know, the light of the world, uh, following God's commands, I mean, resisting anger, being faithful to one's spouse, keeping your word, turning the other cheek, providing for physical needs, going the extra mile, loving your enemies, praying for those who persecute you, giving to the needy, I mean, pray, uh, praying, specifically praying, right, for God's name to be, to be uh, you know, lifted up, practicing forgiveness, fasting, and shunning worry and trusting God to provide for your needs. There's more, but those are some ouches, right? <laughs> that was a lot. And- oh, beginning with the beginning with the end in mind, and these are things that bring a true ROI in the kingdom, right?
1: I think you first have to know what your where your treasure is, and make sure that it's really ultimately. Um, guided by by God, that your, your treasure, you know, I could can, I can say there came a, a point in my life where the Lord really uh, showed me that I had made treasures out of my children, like that was my thing, and the Lord wanted me to break those in front of Him and allow Him, like Him to be my treasure, like nothing can be in the place, and, you know, I think as a parent, you know, I'm, I'll speak a lot from parenting and, and, you know, even marriage is that even though I have loved God and known God for a long time, you know, you could be doing a good thing, and I've said this before, you could be doing a good thing and see good results of that, um, yet still have some things out of balance. And um, I can truly say that there were seasons, and it's you know not for condemnation to anybody, there's been seasons that my children were between, it was God, my children, and then David, and good things happen. I have great kids that love God, and and not that they're perfect, they've experienced their own, you know, bumps in the road of their lives. But ultimately, when I look back, they're an ultimate picture to me of God's goodness and grace and mercy that they could grow up in a house that has so much dysfunction at times um, and still love and serve God. But I had those things out of, out of balance. So it's really important. Is your treasure really in? Are you laying up treasures in heaven? Are you doing... Um, you know, the work of the Lord, meaning, are you loving people? That's if, if this world, one thing, one thing can change the course of this world right now, and that is loving God and loving people, loving God and loving people. If we can really have that in line, it makes the rest kind of just fall in line, because even if someone, you know, does you wrong, you love people, you are able, because you're pure in heart with the Lord, loving God, pure in heart, loving others, that even if there's a wrong that happens, because you love God and love people, you're it's easier to forgive. That doesn't mean there's not a process, but just that one thing, life, that one thought could change the course of you know a lot of people's lives right now. Um, because sometimes it's hard to love people when you are yourself hurting. Yeah. So I think it's really that's that's a really good thing. Um, also, um, I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. <laughs>
0: that's all right. You know, um, I, I'll say this, and I see a couple comments too. You know, uh, someone said I definitely have to work on managing my thoughts. And you know what? You're you're not alone. <laughs> um, you know, and that, that's why we're here together. I mean, I, oh, that's I think, what I
1: was going to say. That was the comment. See, I'm sorry, see, I'm going to interrupt you. My thought was, if your end result is to have a healthy relationship, you probably can't in your thought process say, "Well, that's sorry, sucker." <laughs> Yeah, I really don't like him. Amen. If you want your end result to be good, or Yay, Lord. <laughs> you you probably your thoughts, right? If your end result is good, but your thoughts are the con- contrary to what those are, you probably need to change your thought mm. process and allow the Holy Spirit to to guide those and change mm. those. And when you have those, so I think that's your really lady important. He's
0: preaching <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> hey, I've done it at times if I'm being honest, mm. um, but our thoughts. We go there, so even if we want an end result of this great picture, but we don't want to do the things, you know, you want to have these certain things, you want to have financial freedom, and our thoughts are, no, I'd rather have Starbucks every day, you know, maybe that's not going to line up with what you're you're after. So your thoughts and your actions have to line up what yeah. you see as your, your end picture, too, whatever that is, whether <laughs> career, relationship. Um, I mean, the list could go on.
0: You know, God wants you to have, uh, you know, and, and I want you to understand— this as well. The Bible speaks clearly on this. I mean, we're talking a lot, that might seem we're talking a lot about eternity because because the reality is this world will fade away, you know, and there is there is an eternity <laughs> that is the, the priority. However, you know, the way that people are grafted into eternity is through the preaching of the gospel. And the people that the gospel is preached to live here on this earth. And so this is the place where the church is at work to set up eternity. So I want to say this with all clarity, and backing it by tons of scripture. You know, the Bible clearly, clearly states that God wants us to live an abundant life here on this earth. It doesn't mean that we won't have problems. It doesn't mean that we're going to be, you know, worth ten million dollars. It doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean you're going to drive a Ferrari. It doesn't mean that you're going to. It, what it means is that He wants you to live abundant life, and we've talked about that before. But putting all of that aside, let's cut out the house, right? Cut out the cars, cut out the holidays, you know, cut out the vacations, the things that, you know, that are, that, that we, that, that are good things, that are good things. You know, what does this new idea of living with the end in mind look like to you? I'm going to ask you a couple questions as we wrap this up. I want you to think for a second, you know, what is this new idea? Now that you've, you've had this, what does it look like to you? You know, what is your, what is your calendar, your bank statement, your focus, say about what's number one in your life. Think about that for a second. If you looked at your calendar, you know, what's number one in your life? If you looked at your bank statement, what's number one in your life? If you looked at your focus, what's number one in your life? What do you need to start doing? And by the way, those that doesn't mean you need to get on your knees, carry your Bible around, pray for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That's not what. The, it's the the business could be a good thing. The car could be a God thing. The the relationship, you know, where where you're, what you're doing in your in your calendar, spending time with your your wife or your husband. If you if part of that is going on vacation, those are all things that maybe you need to do. Those things, maybe work has owned you. Maybe you haven't taken your wife out on a date. I'll get on myself here for a second, right? <laughs> Amen. Maybe you haven't done the things you're supposed to do with your children. Maybe. So, so what does your calendar say? What's your bank statement say? What's your focus say about your life? Where do you need to, to start? And what do you need to start? You know, can I ask you this? What do you need to stop doing? Do you have a plan in place to make this happen? I'm not trying to overwhelm you. I'm just giving you some things to think about. When will it begin? That's a good one because it kicks the procrastination out, right? What's the date? Oof. All right, Dave, hold on, you're getting on me now for a second. Look, I I see what I need to do and I'm willing to do it, but now you're asking about when and and what's the date. This is for you, not me. I'm not asking you to put it down in your notes. I know for many of us, right, this is is a huge shakeup in our thinking, right? It it shook my world, it shook your world, my hands up with yours. I had my focus on the wrong things. And by the way, I refocus on the wrong things often, but I'm better today than I was yesterday. And I wasn't living with the correct end in mind. And if you want to become an effective believer, a highly effective believer, then you have to live with the correct end in mind.
1: You You know, know? I just immediately um, thought about this scripture and just and it's the truth. um, And let me, I just wanted to look it up because I don't want to misquote it. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I think that's really important. You know, your end in mind, are you... Um, staying connected to the vine. That's where fruit comes. If you chop a branch off, there's no nourishment to that. So, are you? I think the one thing that you have to make sure while you're keeping the end in mind, are you staying connected to the vine? It says, yeah. you can do nothing without him. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked and thrown into fire the fire and burned that's even another part of that so you know you could be plucked out if you just don't remain connected to the to the the vine you are you know and how many how many times have we done that in our spiritual life where we haven't stayed connected to the vine and we became dry and fire just consumed us issues consumed us challenge after challenge so i think when you're thinking the end in mind make sure that you are not cutting yourself from the vine yeah. You know, there's a lot of self-help. There's a lot of things here that if I do this and this and this, I'll get this in. But are you staying connected to the vine? Mm. That is where fruit if a Amen. plant cannot bear fruit without staying connected. Once you cut it off, fruit, yeah, will be no more.
0: Amen. So here's the thing: if you if you if you if you if you, if you ha- start with the end in mind, you begin with the end in mind. Can I just tell you? You're probably going to end up where you want to be. You know. And that's that's the good thing. You're probably gonna end up where you wanna be. And uh it's times when I didn't really, really focus on the end of mine. I didn't have the Holy Spirit in the in the proper place in my life. That's the time frames that I typically have ended off the, you know, off the road somewhere. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. And after and, and wrapping this up, I'd just say if this is your first time watching or listening, we live stream our episodes on the Game Changer app every Tuesday at 830 AM Eastern. And so if you want to chat with us, that's where to do it live, and we upload to YouTube and Apple and Spotify podcast every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Also, if this was helpful to you, we would appreciate it if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you consume it. It'll help give us more exposure and touch more lives. And listen, we see you uh, all over the place on social media. So if you do post, make sure you tag us. If you want to get more connected to us, download our Game Changer app. We have tons of content, including devotionals, leadership lessons, interviews, and more to help you grow in your relationship with God. So once again, a big thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you next time on Game Changer Podcast. Hey,
1: I started out as a sunny side up egg and I became scrambled, but I still am good and God is faithful.
0: I'm an omelet. In three, two, one, out. Hey, we're still we don't hear still. Yeah, we're still on live stream. Hey, That's just for the the recording. So hey, if you guys uh, last week, Mike, what uh, would you put your email address in there? Uh, I know that we had mentioned about some Toss and Jonah shirts last week. I'm not really sure if some of you guys were some of the ones that were on last week, but um, we were gonna give uh, the Toss and Jonah T-shirts to you guys. So make sure you email Mike at that email there, and then just put in the sub put in the subject line Toss and Jonah shirt, so that we know um so that we don't miss the email and um we'll get that out to you this week as well
1: and we're so glad you joined us today um be encouraged i'm so I'm glad hungry. to hear that it you blessed you today Same. yeah i want some eggs <laughs> we need to do some breakfast <laughs> um hey but
0: go, go make me some boiled i'm just kidding <laughs> no, i'm just kidding go make me maybe some scrambled eggs you
1: thank you for joining us this morning i hope it blessed <laughs> you and i hope that today you're the light to somebody that they see Christ in what you do and what you say.